when you learn how to drive. At first, it was difficult. You have to think through the steps and you have to pay attention to, to the mirrors and the position, etc. Now, you don't even think about those things. You just drive to the destination that you want to go. That's the way your brain creates a habit. In fact, according to a 2006 paper by our researchers in Duke University, as many as 40% of the actions we perform each day are based on habit. In general, any habit can be broken down into a three-part loop. First, you sense an external cue. Say, for example, your alarm clock ringing. This creates an overall spike in your brain activity as your brain decides which habit is appropriate for the situation. Next, everyone, to our episode 43 of the section Drops of Wisdom. In today's episode, we are going to discuss and reflect on the book The Power of Habit from Charles Dohig, and we are going to talk about how to increase the power of your habits or the increasing power of your habits. Is it easy for you to create new habits or do you struggle with certain healthy behaviors and you end up sabotaging yourself? That's what we are going to see and we are going to go deep into the science of how to increase the power of attaching those habits into your awareness. Knowing that you can pile up healthy behaviors one after the other is not built in a weekend of aligning yourself with behaving mindful. A reliable life that can be based on habits that sustain your health and provide you with a peaceful environment is an everyday job of small, sometimes invisible actions that will start to build your trust to the roof until you realize that you are worthy of that kind of life. In the 1990s, a group of researchers from the MIT were studying mice to learn more about how habits are formed in the brain. The mice had to find their way to a piece of chocolate that had been placed at the end of a T-shaped maze. Using special equipment, the researchers could monitor the brain activity of the mice as they sniff their way to the chocolate. When mice were first put in the maze, their brain activity spiked. That was giving the researchers a clue that the brain had been activated already with this kind of um, maze that they had to solve. They could smell the chocolate and they began searching for it. When the researchers repeated the experiment, however, they noticed something interesting. As the mice gradually learned where the chocolate was and memorized how to get there, they had to go straight, then turn left, etc., their brain activity decreased. What is the meaning of that uh, decreasing activity in the brain that you are already creating the habit just with certain amount of repetitions. This process of turning a sequence of actions 
into an automatic routine is known as chunking and it forms the basis of all habit formation. Its evolutionary role is clear and crucial. It allows the brain to save energy and perform common tasks efficiently because you are not uh, requiring decision, you are not requiring energy to solve anything, you already know what you have to do. Hence, even a complicated act that demands concentration at first, like finding a piece of chocolate in a maze or backing out of the drive driveway, eventually becomes an effortless habit. It's just like when you learn how to drive. At first, it was difficult. You have to think through the steps and you have to pay attention to, to the mirrors and the position, etc. Now, you don't even think about those things. You just drive to the destination that you want to go. That's the way your brain creates a habit. In fact, according to a 2006 paper by our researchers in Duke University, as many as 40% of the actions we perform each day are based on habit. In general, any habit can be broken down into a three-part loop. First, you sense an external cue. Say, for example, your alarm clock ringing. This creates an overall spike in your brain activity as your brain decides which habit is appropriate for the situation. Next come the routine meaning the activity you are used to performing when faced with this particular cue. You march into the bathroom and brush your teeth with your brain virtually in autopilot. Finally, you get a reward, a feeling of success, and in this case, a minty fresh, tingling sensation in your mouth that it is clean. Your overall brain activity increases again as your brain registers the successful completion of the activity and reinforces the link between the cue and the routine. The good news is that craving works for forming good habits as well. For instance, a 2002 study from New Mexico State University showed that people who manage to exercise habitually actually crave something from the exercise. What could be? Endorphins and the rush of the neurotransmitters in your brain. And as an amateur athlete, I can verify that sensation because after I do exercise, after I perform a routine of exercise, that energy and that amount of neurotransmitters lasts, lasts for me through the whole day. A sense of accomplishment or the treat that they allow themselves afterward. So that's the easiest way to start creating these habits. And this craving is what solidifies the habits. Cues and rewards alone are not enough. You have to have a strong craving for the things that you want to implement in your life. Given the power of habits, it should come as no surprise that companies work hard to understand and create such cravings in consumers. So every food company, most of them, more than 90% I dare to say, are 
putting these kind of chemical substances so that you develop this craving sensation for more. A pioneer of the, this tactic is Claude Hopkins, the man who popularized Pepsodent, a toothpaste, when countless other paste or tooth toothpaste brands had failed. He provided a reward that created the craving, namely the cool, tingling sensation that we have come to expect tooth toothpaste to have. That sensation not only proved that the product worked in consumers' mind, it also became a tangible reward in that they began to crave more to brush their teeth. So that's the same reasoning for any kind of habit. When you really desire something, when you have the intention, then things are going to be easier for you. When you just go with the flow in terms of starting a new year and you have those resolutions, that's why most people don't arrive uh, up or farther than March in those kind of um, routines or habits. So, what is the main quote and how can we summarize all this reflection? Keystone habits work by providing small wins, that is, early successes that are fairly easy to attain. Developing a keystone habit helps you believe that improvement is possible. So the moment you want to really create a habit, start with the, the intention. Start with something very, very small so that you start escalating the things that you are doing. And if you, if you really want to create some habits that are going to ingrain your health from your inner perspective, your inner background, and changing your whole environment biochemically, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, then you are going to love the next program that I'm going to release this Friday for you to start in January 2023 to enroll in the program where we are going to create habits with the five pillars of health with the newest information from my second book. So just stay tuned for the announcement and you will be able to access a new kind of health that will last you forever. Thank you very much for paying attention. Have a wonderful rest of the week and we will see and listen each other next week. Have an amazing Thanksgiving and rest with your families. Thank you. Bye. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode and integrating with this community to cultivate more awareness and consciousness in your inner health to create a new generation of humans. If you want more tools to grow your inner health with science and spirituality merch, visit www.davidortegab.com Remember that you can subscribe to become a premium member and receive plenty of benefits in all five areas of your life. Nutrition, metabolism, emotional resilience, consciousness and abundance, 